thank you for tuning in this evening. And uh, if you have your Bibles with you where you are, you can turn with me to the book of Mark, the fourth chapter, and we will begin reading in verse 35. Mark 4 and verse 35. And the same day when the evening was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow, and they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Father, we thank you this evening that you are the master of the wind. You are the master of the storm, that there's no situation that's too big for you, and there's no situation too small for you. But Lord, you are a very present help in time of trouble, and we beseech you this evening, God, that you would intervene in this situation of this pandemic, this coronavirus. Virus. We know that you're able, even now, to heal, for with your stripes we were healed. Heal those that are affected by this disease and by this infection. And we pray also for those that are not, that you will keep them safe. Protect all of our health workers and keep your hand upon them and all of your people everywhere. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I want to teach for a few minutes tonight on this thought. The revelation from the storm. I don't think any of us really look forward to storms and problems and trials and troubles in our life. We, we don't, with anticipation, get up each morning saying, oh, I hope I have a storm to face today. But nevertheless, we will face storms. Nevertheless, we will face trials. One scripture said that in the world, Jesus said, you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. But I want you to understand when we do go through the storms, and we are going through storm right now. This is a trying time not only for our church, for God's people all across the world, but it is a trying time for the whole world in general. All whole nations have lost people to this pandemic disease. This is a storm that we have not been in before, but as I said earlier, Jesus Christ is not new to the problems. He's not new to the storm. It's no stranger to, the, to him. He has suffered himself 
and came out victorious. Knowing that Jesus said, you will have tribulation in the world, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And he's, what he's saying, if he's overcoming and we have him in us, then we can overcome the tribulation and the storm also. But there's a bright side, as the old adage is, there's a silver lining around every cloud. That cloud, that storm, that trial, that tribulation that we are all going through right now has a bright side. And the bright side is, it, is this. There is a revelation that we can have from the storm. The scripture said there arose a great storm. While Jesus and his disciples were crossing the Sea of Galilee, their little ship was making its way from <clears throat> one side to the other, not very far across. At, at its widest point, the Sea of Galilee is only about seven or eight miles wide. But during the night, they were traveling that journey, and as they were going and everything seemed to be okay, suddenly there came, arose a, a storm of wind, a great storm of wind. And the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. Now think about this for a moment as they were, these men were used to being in the water. They were used to uh, being in ships. They were fishermen by trade, most of them. And as they were traveling to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, uh, they were used to this, this lake because very quickly, a storm could rise up. But this one was called a great storm. This one was so great that the ship began to fill with water and they were fearful for their very lives. But I want you to notice where Jesus was. The Bible said he was in the back of the ship asleep. He wasn't worried about the storm. This wasn't his first rodeo. It wasn't his first storm. It wasn't his first tr trouble or problem or situation. And I'm sure today that the Lord also is the same way. And hopefully we can realize that if God be for us, who can be against us? If Jesus is in the ship, then we don't have to worry. And the scripture said they woke him and said, Master, don't you care that we're perishing? Don't you realize that we're going to die if something doesn't happen? And the scripture said Jesus arose, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And there was a great storm or a great calm. Notice at first he said there was a great storm, but now... There was a great calm. What God can do in just a split second is an amazing thing. Troubles can rise up. We may get up the next mo tomorrow morning and everything go well for us seemingly. But before the day ends, a great storm may arise in our lives. But I love to see this revelation that we get in the storm. My, my, my prayer and my uh, message today is don't let this storm be in vain for you. Don't let this storm go by without learning a great lesson from it because there was a revelation that rose up from this storm. When Jesus stilled the storm and the waves immediately calmed down and the wind began to die down, the scripture said they feared exceedingly and said one to another, 
What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Now, Mark records this with a question mark after that as though they were asking the question. But the other writers of the gospel that record this storm and this incident uh, in the book of Matthew and the book of Luke, they both end it with an exclamation mark. In other words, they weren't really asking a question. They were saying, what manner of man is this? Wow, look at this. He gets up and says, peace be still. And immediately the storm dies down. The wind quits blowing. The waves quit coming into the sea. And now the sea is as calm as glass. I want you to know this was not just a question. This was an exclamation. Because through the storm, Jesus revealed unto his own disciples who he was. And they're saying, what manner of man is this? Even the wind and the sea obey him. I'm here to say to you, don't let your storm be in vain. Learn who Jesus is and what it is that he's able to do. The sad thing about it, many times we go through the storms and we never receive that great revelation of who Jesus is. But I'm telling you, it's only through the storm that we can receive the revelation of what God is able to do and who he is and how powerful at his word that the sea has to obey him and the wind have to obey him. The scripture teaches us this revelation came because first of all, they were just calling him master, which was another word for teacher. They were saying, teacher, don't you care that we perish? But when teacher rose up and said, peace be still and calm the storm and the sea and the wind obeyed him. Now suddenly it's not just teacher. It's what manner of man is this that the storm, that the sea, that the wind obeys him. And a revelation came to the disciples through this storm that Jesus was more than just a man. Jesus was more than just a teacher. Jesus was Lord over the wind, over the wave, over the storm, over the situation. If we through this pandemic, if we through this trial and storm can receive the revelation that Jesus Christ is God, that he is the Lord over this pandemic, over every sickness, over every disease, over every problem that arises in your life, then our storm was not in vain. Don't let your storm be in vain. Who is Jesus what revelation did they receive when the wind and the sea lay down? The revelation they got was this man is Lord over every situation. Colossians in the second chapter and verse 9. Um, well, before we read that, let's go to first verse chapter 1 and verse 15 because this, this is so important in Describing who Jesus is, knowing that he is more than just a teacher, more than a prophet, more than just a good man. The Bible says that Jesus is made or who is the image in verse 15, Colossians 1. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things made 
By him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Where you're listening to this today, I wish you'd just stop a moment and say, in all things, Jesus has the preeminence. In all things, he is head of and he is Lord of. He is the preeminence. He is the first and the last. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Praise God. Who is Jesus? He is the invisible God made flesh. He is the image of the invisible God. He is the creator of heaven and earth. He is the creator of the wind and the storm and the lightning and the thunder. He is the creator and so he can calm the storm the mere mention of the words. In him, the Bible says, all fullness dwells. Looking now to Colossians 2 and verse 9. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And ye are complete in him which is the head of all principality and power. Understanding that today, there is no power that can rise up against you that Jesus is not Lord over. There is no situation in your life that Jesus cannot take control of. There is no storm that can come against us that God is not able to speak the word. And the storm has to lay down. Yes, it would be nice if we could get that revelation without having to go through the storm, but many times it's only through the storm that we have the revelation of who Jesus is. And when we get the revelation of who he is, that he is the almighty God. Isaiah 9 and verse 6, that it says his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. When we get that revelation of who Jesus is, then it's not hard to realize he is Lord over every situation that arises in our life. Scripture teaches us in Philippians, the second chapter, in verse 9. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Not only is there revelation in knowing who he is, but there is a revelation that we receive by knowing his name. The scripture said that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the, to the glory of God the Father. 
If we can get that revelation that Jesus Christ is Lord, then we can realize no matter what storm and how great a storm it may be that Jesus is Lord over the storm. No matter what sickness or disease or pestilence may come our way, when we get the revelation that Jesus is Lord, he is Lord over the coronavirus. He is Lord over cancer. He is Lord over disease and sickness and he is Lord over sin perhaps the greatest pandemic that has hit our world is not the coronavirus or it's not the Spanish flu or it's not some other pestilence even way back in the earlier days of the black plague but the greatest Disease that has infiltrated our nation and our world is the disease of sin. And I'm here to tell you tonight that Jesus Christ, the mighty God, the creator of heaven and earth, when we get this revelation, loved us so much that he came to this earth in the form of a man, the image of the invisible God. And the Bible said, he who knew no sin became sin for us. He who could not die took on the form of flesh so that he could die and become the sacrificial offering for us and not hanging on that uh, on that cross was not just a, a good man that was laying down his life for us. It was the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Savior. Thou shalt call his name Jesus Amen. for he shall save his people from their sins. He took on the form of man so that he could shed that pure and innocent blood and redeem us from the curse of sin. Through the blood of Jesus. What a revelation. But it took the storm of sin. It took the storm of, of ungodliness. It took the storm of iniquity. It took the storm of the curse of sin brought upon all humanity by Adam and Eve as they sinned in the garden to bring us the revelation that God would come and redeem us from that sin. We could not do it ourselves. But God became flesh. So the storm that has hit our world in this end time, that's why Paul put it like this, where sin doeth abound, grace doeth much more abound. And I say where sickness doeth abound, healing doeth much more abound. Because he is not only Lord over our soul, he is Lord over our body. Understanding who Jesus is, receiving this great revelation, that comes through the storm. It may be this storm of affliction that has hit our world today that will cause somebody to wake up like the prodigal did one day when he came to himself in that swine pen and realized, what am I doing here? I will return to my father. I will go back and receive uh, an inheritance again. What a mighty God we serve today. Some of you today may be thinking, I don't know if God can forgive me of my sin. I've done so much stuff wrong. But I'm here to tell you today, there's no sin too great. 
that our God is not able to be Lord over. There's no sickness nor disease that's so bad that our God cannot, is not Lord over. When we receive that revelation that Jesus is Lord, that at his name, I want you to look at this for a moment. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. In other words, what he's saying, not, not, just, not talking just about people, but he said the name, at the name of Jesus, every knee of things in earth, heaven, of things in earth, and things under the earth. All principalities, all powers, all spiritual wickedness, all wickedness in high places, all sickness, all disease, these are all things. Every demonic spirit has to bow down to the name of Jesus. There's the revelation, folk. If we can just like the disciples realize when he got up on the bow of that vessel and said, peace be still, and they saw what power was in his word, then they made the proclamation and the exclamation, what manner of man is this? That even the wind and the sea obey him. If the elements have to obey his voice, I'm here to say also, sickness and disease has to obey his voice. Sin has to obey his voice. Hallelujah. And so he's opening up the revelation of who he is and what he's able to do. He's able to reach down to the depths of where your sins are and wash them all away. The Bible made a provision for us. He said in the book of Acts, the second chapter, verse 37, the, 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 the people began to cry out, men and brethren, what shall we do? We realize we have sinned. We realize we have crucified the Lord of glory. Now, what can we do? Peter said unto them, repent. Here's your solution. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Isn't it amazing that through that precious name of Jesus we can go down in the water in his name and our sins be washed away, the blood applied to wash our sins away and he fills us with his Holy Spirit. We who were bound for hell can now be bound for glory because of the revelation of who Jesus is. One time Jesus asked his own disciples, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And there were those that said, well, some say you're John the Baptist come back from the dead. Some say you're Elijah or one of the other prophets that's come back from the dead. But Jesus wasn't interested in what some said. He looked at his disciples and he said, but whom do you say that I am? And Jesus, when he spoke those words, they had already seen him face the storm of lameness and tell the lame man to walk. They'd already seen him face the storm of blindness and tell the blind man, open his eyes and see. They'd even faced the storm of death and Jesus lifted up the dead girl and raised her back to life. So Peter made this exclamation, Thou art the Christ. Thou art the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Whatever trial, whatever trouble, whatever storm you're facing today, 
It may have been long coming. It may have risen up quickly. It may seem like there's no end to it. But there will be an end. The Bible said weeping endureth for the night. But joy cometh in the morning. Understanding that, don't let your storm be in vain. Don't let your troubles be in vain. Receive the revelation from the storm that this man is not just any man. This is the God man. This is the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the wonderful Counselor, the Healer, the Deliverer, the Savior, and his name is Jesus. The knee of disease has to bow down. The knee of the COVID-19 virus has to bow down to the name of Jesus. There will be an end. And when we make it through, hopefully we will have received the revelation through the storm of who Jesus is and what he's able to do. Many are coming to the, the Lord. Many are obeying the gospel. Just this past week, we've baptized three or four people. God is moving in a special way. People are calling in. People are, wanting, are tuning in to our, our webcast and are hungry for a move of God. Backsliders are waking up all over the world. There is great revival because this is the revelation of who Jesus is. Last but not least, when Jesus was hanging on that cross, the Bible tells us when he gave up the ghost and said, it is finished, that the earth began to quake. Perhaps this was the greatest storm that Jesus faced in all of his 33 years or so on this earth. The Garden of Gethsemane, the, the Gethsemane, the prayer that caused the sweat to come out of his brows, great drops of blood. The spittle on his face, the plucking of the beard, the crown of thorns, the nails in his hands and in his feet, the spear wound in his side. This was the greatest storm, but it had an ending. And when it ended and Jesus said it is finished, one of the soldiers that stood by who saw him cry out and give up the ghost said truly this was the Son of God. Though there were those that wanted them to remove the name off of the cross that declared him King of the Jews, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. The storm brought the revelation even to a heathen Roman soldier that this man was not just another man. This man was the Son of God. Today, my prayer is that God's word will help you to realize this storm will bring revelation. This too will pass. This will pass by. But don't let your storm be in vain. 
Don't let the trial that you're going through right now be in vain. Receive the revelation that Jesus is Lord and that every knee has got to bow down. The knee of drug addiction, the knee of alcoholism, the, the knee of sin in whatever state it may be in must bow down to the holy name of Jesus Christ and confess that he is Lord. Shall we pray? Lord Jesus, we thank you today for your goodness. We thank you for your word that indeed is a lamp to our feet and a light unto our pathway. We thank you for the revelation that comes through the storm. We thank you for the truth that will make us free. The truth of who you are and the power that is in your name and in your word. Now I pray for everyone today that's listening in to this webcast. That is in this service with us today. In spirit. That you would open their heart and help them to realize. That the storm that they're going through has a purpose. And that purpose is revelation. Help us, Lord, to receive the revelation that you are Lord over this situation. Lord over every problem, every heartache, every trouble. Help somebody today, Lord, to lay down their, their life before you, to bow their knee before you, and to make that confession that you are Lord. Help somebody today to make up their mind like that young man in that pig pen, came to himself and said, I will go back to my father. I'm praying for every backslider, for every prodigal. I'm praying right now for every person discouraged, down and out, that's lost, that's bound for a devil's hell. To come to themselves, repent of their sins, be baptized in your name and filled with your spirit. We'll thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. There on our website, there is a button you can push if you would like to get more information about having a Bible study and someone to teach you. Also one if you're interested in being baptized in the lovely name of Jesus. Stand fast. Believe God. I say to the saints of the Lord, stay united with one another. And don't let this storm be in vain, but let it make a revelation come how powerful the name of Jesus is. God bless you in Jesus' name.